Hello and welcome to another special Talk Norwich City podcast. I am super pumped to be chatting with this yellow fellow today. 94 appearances for the club, three glorious goals. Captain, of course, a fan favourite, part of the 18-19 title winning squad. A proper Portugueser who wasn't afraid to have a pitch war for the yellow army. Evo, 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 Pinto, Evo, how you doing, my friend? Hi, Chris. Thank you very much for your invite. And yeah, of course, it's a pleasure for, for me to be here in your channel. And uh, yeah, everything has been, has been, uh, has been good. Uh, of course, missing Norwich a lot, as, as you can imagine. Missing you all, you all the, the, the supporters, the club, everyone. And yeah. Still playing, still young, still fresh, so we keep on going. <laughs> you certainly look like it. It must it must be the Portuguese genes, Evo. And let's let's start by taking you back to the beginning of your time at Norwich. I remember it being a very exciting time as a fan, and um, because we'd signed some big players um, in that window. Obviously, yourself being one of those. And um, talk to me about the day that you first joined Norwich, when you walk through the gates, when you saw Carrow Road for the first time, here you are at Carrow Road. What was the feeling like for you around that time, Eva? Oh, it was amazing, to be fair, Chris, because Premier League was, was my dream, to be fair. Um, and yeah, since I arrived at the airport and I had Phil there waiting for, for me, and when I arrived in the stadium, all the, um, I don't know, like, I felt something in the air, you know, something special, something something big, you know, something big was coming to me after all my hard work because I didn't have like an easy career. I had to go through Romania to Croatia to find myself into bigger paths. And finally Norwich came and you know, I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is the moment. This is the club. Um, and I immediately felt like uh, almost home. If, if, if you understand what I mean, like I felt at home, I feel like like a fish in the, in, in the water. This is my club. This is the city. This is the stadium. And everyone was amazing with me. So, yeah, it just felt right, you know, felt right. The first day I felt like, okay, this is this was really the, um, the best step I, I, could, I could make in my career. That is absolutely amazing to hear. You're off to a good start, Evo. You're saying all the right things. You can come on again. And <laughs> I, I want to ask you, Evo, how... Because it was Alex Neal that signed you, wasn't it, if I'm, if I'm correct? Yeah. So yeah. What, what were the conversations like between yourself and, and him, if, there's, if, there's, if you can divulge? How did he sell the Norwich City Premier League dream to you? How, how, how did that conversation go? No, it was, to, to, to be fair, I didn't, I didn't talk to Alex Neal until, until I, arrived, I arrived in, in Norwich. Right. Of course, I know. I, know that, uh, I knew that the coach... The coach, uh, the manager, wanted me uh, because I think they they watched me live against Arsenal for the Champions League right. when I was in Dynamo. Uh, but yeah, all the conversation were through the um, the sports director, let's say like that. Um, and yeah, when, when I arrived in Norwich, uh, I had my uh, my medical tests, you know, um, and then I went to to Coney, and then uh, Alex was there waiting for me, and I had a chat with him like I don't know, thirty minutes, something like that. And I remember <laughs> my reaction was like, he, he started talking, uh, explaining his idea, the way he wanted to play, he wants to play, what he was expecting from me and all this. And then at the end, after like five, ten, ten minutes, he stopped looking at me and it was like, 
do you understand what what I'm saying? Because it was Scottish, you know, and I was like <laughs> one of my first days in England. And of course, I know the English from school, but it's not the same, you know. <laughs> and he stopped looking at me. Do you understand what 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 I'm saying? I was like, uh, yes, but but to be fair, like fifty percent of it, I, I didn't get it, you know. And I was like, yeah, of course, of course, I understand. And like new player, I want to to pleasure the new coach, and and of course, I said yes. But um, but yeah, I'm to be fair. Uh, maybe I'll get divided opinions, but I'm I'm a fan of Alex Neil. I think he's a he's a great manager. I think um, he did great things in in Norwich, and um, yeah, of course, in football when things don't don't work, the coach is the first one to to go. But to be fair, he did he did an, an amazing job in Norwich. Yeah, he, he did, and obviously we we uh, he, he took us up at Wembley, so that'll always be on his CV. And it's interesting to hear that, Evo. What what was that, what was that like as a manager behind the scenes? Did he was he the type of manager to get angry at half time? Have you been on the end of an Alex Neil telling off before? No, no. To be fair, I was lucky with him. I think, uh, <laughs> of course, when when I arrived, I was a bit soft, you know, compared to because I was coming from Dinamo Zagreb, dominant team in Croatian league was easy to play there, you know, and then I come to, to, to Premier League and after to the championship, you know, I mean, yeah, my first game against Liverpool was crazy. Uh, and yeah, of course, of course, I he, he got angry at me sometimes. But uh, yeah, but to be fair, I, I, I think I'm like a really competitive player and he saw that um, and he really tried to help me, you know, and he, he helped me a lot. And I think my uh, the my championship season with him was, uh, I was... I was really, really good due to him as well. He helped me a lot through the preseason as well because I arrived in the Premier League middle of the, of, of the season, like out of nowhere, you know. And to be fair, the first the first months were really hard for for me. And then, uh, yeah, after the preseason, I felt I felt much better. I felt more much more competitive, much more myself. And yeah, the first game I think was against Blackburn away, where I made two assists to uh, one to Hulvaland and another to Cameron Jerome, I think. And yeah, I was like, okay, okay, now, now, now that that's me. Now I can do, I can do, and I can show what what I am, you know. And um, was due to him, to be fair. He, he helped me a lot. Eva, I want to ask you about that that first sort of period. You said that it was quite hard for you. I, I want to ask why, because uh, as you said, you you hadn't played in England before, and I think it's fair to say it was a big step up for you. How did you adapt to it, and and did? Because you're, um, you're quite good at English, I think. I think you, you've always known, even from your first interview, you knew English and, and how to communicate. And how important was that for you? Because it must have been quite a transition from, from going from where you were to all of a sudden you're in the Premier League, as we've seen already on screen. You're, you're, you're trying to stop Roberto Firmino and, and all of these, these great players. How did you manage that? Yeah. Yeah. To, as you said, the English, the, the English part of myself really helped me a lot because... I arrived there, and although I arrived, as I said, out of nowhere, like in a parachute from Croatian league, where the level, as I said, I play for Dinamo Zagreb is dominant. Maybe we can win every game, you know. Uh, but knowing English was really important to start with, because I was the only Portuguese player there, and all all the teammates tried had to 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 help me. Like the captain uh, Russell Martin was amazing, Alex Tetti, Martin Olsen, all these guys they were great. Cameron Jerome himself, all of them. To be fair, I don't, I. I I hate to like talk about names because they were all good to to, to me. Um, but of course, the level that I was coming from was really low. We had Champions League games, but Champions League, mm -hmm. Arsenal in Champions League or Arsenal in the Premier League is different. 
I don't mm. know, but it's different. Premier League is different. Um, and to be fair, my first game against Liverpool was a good game. I had offensive moments, even defensively it was okay. Um, but yeah, it was a game, it was a crazy game. It was like it an uncrazy un- un- game, you know? But then comes Tottenham and Kane just killed me. And then <laughs> Del Ali was flying at that time. And I was like, okay, I need I need time. I need I need to adapt. I need to grow. I need to be stronger, faster. And um, I think Tottenham Tottenham game was the, the game that really opened my eyes. And also Alex Neil, we talked and I was like, Evil, you need you need more time. You need we, we know what what you you are. We are not scared of it, but you need a bit more time. And then yeah, and, and then I think the last games when I came I came, I made very good games against Arsenal in Emirates, Manchester United at home. I made really good games and then he was really happy with, with, with me. You don't want Alex Neil shouting you, that's for sure. And oh. you know, <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about that that 2015-16 season. Obviously, the, the aim for us was to survive and we we failed that objective. We, we, we didn't quite get there. And I want to ask you, why do you think we didn't? Because we signed some some great players, you know. We, we signed Stephen Naismith, proven track record, Timmy Closer at the back, obviously yourself as well. Um, it was arguably one of the strongest Norwich teams we've had in the Premier League, but we still didn't quite do it. And, and what do you put that down to? Why didn't we achieve that that objective? Well, look, I think I think at some point we were... Um, I, I don't like to say this, but we were a bit unlucky. You know, against Sunderland at home, we get a red, uh, a red card in the, and then and a penalty also. Mm-hmm. And then we are 1-0 down. And then, obviously, 10-man penalty. Uh, I'm not sure if it was red card, to be fair, but yeah, but it was penalty and we go 1-0 one, one, one down. And other games, you know, like the game that we should, we should compete or at least not lose the game, we were losing the game. Because sometimes people don't understand, but sometimes one point... It means more than one point, and value is more valued than than, than one point, you know, uh, because when you have one point against one direct opponent, they don't have three points, you know. You get one, and they get one, and you keep the distances. And um, and to be fair, I think in key moments, because you see, against Liverpool is of course the game that I had more in in my mind, but we were playing well. Mm. We had good good football. Yeah, we you know, we had we had good football. Of course, we conceded four goals or five goals but we had good football we we're playing we scored four goals against liverpool and when i tell you that and we still lost the game it's crazy normally you score four goals against liverpool and you win the game minimum you draw and other other games that I, I remember that we were playing better and with better football and we we kind of lost those games and those key in those key moments that mm. we knew maybe if we win against Sunderland at home maybe we stay in the league and then mm. we lost that, that, that game you know and this kind of, of game at the end of of the season it makes like because it's one one game less to make points it's one game less with confidence it's, and everything together it doesn't matter how many players you have how many good players you have how many transfers you you, you make if you don't get the results it's it's the you know it's it's the end and uh, of course we had when i remember closer was a top player Naismith, martin olsen brady uh, Russell Martin, I think he deserves much more credit than what 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 he gets. I think he was really? a great, great player, and also a leader. And I think I think mm-hmm. people don't realize how important he was in the in the dressing room. But uh, a lot of other other players, Nathan Redmond, also top player. You know, when you when you go through the squad, and you had Drew Mercy and Morcani, 
with Cameron Drum, also yeah. two strong strikers. We had a good, a very, very good team with Grand Dorans, you know, Gary O'Neill, top players, you know. And when you think about it, maybe we should have stayed in the Prem. A hundred percent, I do believe it because you, know? you reel the names out there, and I think you, I think young players, talented players, up and coming players, experienced players. But just, just we are going to go through. We, we have got your your Nor your best North City eleven, yeah. which we will go through in a minute. But there is one player that I want to ask you about, which I'm is always it's always a bit of a mystery to me. I want to ask you about the Embok, dear Mercy Embakani. Yeah, what, what was he like? Because I remember meeting him once and being absolutely petrified. I was so scared of him. What was he like in that North City team? Like, what was he like to play with? No, it was amazing. Uh, I think uh, he was in his own world. Right. You know what I mean? You go no. There, <laughs> no, he goes like he's that kind of players that I think every team has one or two like this. He goes there. He sits in the dressing room. He's in mm. his own world on the phone, and then. He goes to the training, he does his job, and then he goes home. And he's, he's literally like that. You want to say hi to, to, to the phone? To, to noise? Hello. <laughs> um, but he was really nice. And yeah. he was also one of the one of the guys that when I came off the first 11 after Tottenham, he came, was one of the first one came to me and just put his arm over my shoulder and say, it's okay, don't worry. You know, and he was really nice, really nice guy. To, to be fair, when I go back and I think about the squad, I think we had a great squad. Of course, we had bad moments in the dressing room. It's normal. You know, when, when you think you will, for example, Manchester United game, we are 0-0 at home. Maybe you make a point there, you can make the, the difference. You don't know. Confident. And then it's team mistake. We make a, a mistake as a team, but of course, someone thinks it's an individual mistake or not. And then, of course, we fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course, we, we, we fight. But as a team, as a squad, I think we were really good. Yeah. Well, Eva, when when you say, um, of course, there's arguments. Is there a particular argument that you could share that that you remember from from perhaps a half time or a full time? Was there a moment where you were like, uh, look, look, it's, it's football. You know, we are we are men. To be at the end of, of the day, we are playing football, but we are also men. You know, and of course, we trade we trade in arguments. You know, when we are not winning, of course, in in a team, when we are not winning, you trade. You have a meeting sometimes, like. I don't want to say emergency meeting, but it's like a meeting where we try to help everyone. Mm. And no, but people people have to think when we have arguments, it's because we want to win. Of course. So of course. at the end of the day, that's the most important thing because the team that loses and there, there are no arguments or no fights, something is wrong. Yeah. No, that, yeah, that is that is true, my man. That's true. Hey, I'm sorry to start this this podcast on a bit of a, on a miserable note, Evo, but no, I am okay. I'm going to make you a bit a bit more frustrated because, of course, after we got relegated, it, that was a funny season, wasn't it? 2016-17, obviously Alex Neil in the championship, and then Alex Neil then gets sacked. We end up eighth. Alan Irvin was the manager at that yeah. time. What what were your memories from from that season? Oh, I remember our start was amazing. We were top of the league after. Six, seven games. I remember we were flying. We played the Sheffield Wednesday at home. They were yeah. also a good team, and we were, we draw. But the game was such at a high level that looked almost like Premier League. The way we played, the way they played, uh, two very good teams. And then um, yeah, all of a sudden I, I remember that we had uh, a bad result. I don't I don't remember where. Maybe Fulham away. 
where we were winning 2-0 and then we ended up 2-2 and after that was like we fall we we we, we fell as a team and um and yeah and then i think it was the beginning of the end for alex neil in the, mm. af, after that which of course in football is always the manager that takes the blame but we mm. as a team when we are in such a comfortable beginning of a championship we cannot have of course can have one bad day or two bad days but i think we lost five games in in a row and we lost johnny Houston was uh, what a great player johnny Houston was injured and i was injured as well i think and one more player if i'm not mistaken but we lost five games in a row with if you want to fight for for the promotion that can happen five games without one point it's it's really too much you know and uh yeah then it was hard to to recover for, for from that so it is okay really well, let, let's let's stop the sad memories now. Let's talk about happy memories. Evo, I've got a question for you. Yeah. What, what does this date mean for Evo Pinto? The 24th of September, 2016. What happened on that day? Do you remember? I don't know. I scored a goal against... Uh... You scored a goal. It was, what? of course, your goal against Burton Albion at Carrow. Burton Albion, yes. That, yes. That, was your, that was your first goal ever, wasn't it? Yeah, it was my first goal ever, yeah. as a professional footballer. Yeah. That's crazy. What was yeah. that like? And it was a great goal, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it was, on the angle. I remember it well. I remember it well. Did was you believe a... you scored? Yeah, I think, uh, well, yeah, when, when I was there, I say, okay, this is what I want to do. And it worked, to be fair. Because normally I try always to cross or give a pass by, behind or something yeah. like that. But I remember that 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 game. I think I I had the ball. Yeah, and Josh Murphy or Jacob, I don't remember who was one of them, <laughs> made the pass. And then I was like, okay, in front of of my winger, I I beat him in speed, and uh, and yeah, it was a great goal. It was a brilliant goal. I I just remember after that that the fans giving it the Evo Evo. Yeah, yeah, Evo. big one, big one. Yeah. Oh, we were just, really oh, nice. we just couldn't, we couldn't believe you had scored. We yeah. were just so excited. Me neither. I was like, why well, scored? <laughs> How long was this celebration planned for, Evo? Oh no, no, no! I, it just came. It just came. I was like, okay, <laughs> Carolina is there because Carolina, she's always been there. We are together since since I was sixteen. So. Yeah. Imagine she's more than half of my life. I'm, I, I've nice. been with her, so yeah, it's just like okay, if someone deserves this, it's it's, it's her. So I'm I'm going I'm going to give it to her. So what's good? That's amazing. Um, I am gonna I can't do a podcast with Evo Pinto without saying one hashtag. Hashtag Pitchwall Yellow Army. That's a good one. Evo, what does what was Pitchwall Yellow Army? What did it mean? Why did you say it? The, the Norwich fans loved it. We still talk about it. Hashtag yeah. Pitchwall Yellow Army. We still say it today. What was that about, Evo? I think yeah. I think it's like it's kind of everything put together of my, of of my life in, into football. You know, as I as I told you in the beginning of uh, of um, of the podcast, is um, I did not have an easy career. You know. I was in 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 Bovista, then Porto bought me, but then I was on loan to a lot of teams. Uh, I had to go to second division in Portugal to to get some ma match uh, ma match time to improve. Then I had to go to Romania to maybe to play in Champions League and maybe to play in first eleven and maybe to be good in the first eleven. To people start looking at me differently, and still I made a top season in Romania. And then I had to go to Croatia. Not that it's a bad thing, but not like a team from Italy, Italy or England or no, I had to go to Croatia, be there two and a half years, play a game two times Champions League, made very good games. And then finally, I 
I reach I reach the Premier League and Norwich and uh, the the pitch war is like it's what what I've been through you know I have to fight every game every every, every meter every, every minute because I'm not I'll I'll go talk and in in advance I'm not like Max Aaron that has a quality that has I had to fight I had to be faster than the others I had when I told you when I arrived in Norwich I had to go get some physicality to be stronger to be faster so I had to be this this player that works harder than the others to get something out of my career. That's why I'm so proud of it. It's like I'm not a genius with the ball. I know that, but I work on that. So I try to be, if I'm faster than him, maybe, okay, I'm not so good, but I'll be faster than him. And then we see. If I arrive faster to, to the ball, I have more chances to do something. So the pitch war is really that. And, of course, the yellow army is there. I was like, okay, let's put this together. And I think it's a perfect co co combination, you know, and it looked beautiful and it worked out beautifully and everyone was happy with it and I was happy with it. And at the end of the, of the day, it was amazing, you know, because everyone was loving it and was hashtag everywhere, Pitch Warrior Army. So it was really nice, really nice. Um, it, it was much better than um, than Seb Besong's. And I think Seb Besong once used the hashtag, hashtag clean shit. So I'm pleased that you said hashtag Pitchwall Yellow Army instead. Um, Evo, thanks for, for, for um, revealing that after so many years. Um, if you could go back to one game, Evo, one yeah. moment in yellow and green, what would the game be for you? Aston Villa away when was my last day in Norwich. Really? really okay. Really. It broke my heart. But um, it's football, you know, it's football. Football is, is, is so beautiful because of this. I knew when Max Aarons would have his chance to play, I knew it was really good. I, I actually talked with Nelson about it. Uh, even before Max was in the first team, it was, was some, one day we watched the under-19 or under-20, I don't know, mm -hmm. game, and he was there and I was like, this, this kid is amazing. When he gets to the first team, I'll be in trouble. We talked about this. This is no secret I told already when I left Norwich about this. And I have a relationship with Max. Stop. We are really good friends. Yeah. And um, I knew that was hard, you know. And of course, when, uh, for example, in my first season in championship, I was injured. We lost five games. Everyone was like, oh, we miss Evo. But if in, this, in those five games, you win five games, maybe we don't miss, we don't miss Evo. Mm -hmm. It's like that. Football is like that. And of course, when Max, Max came to the first 11, was one of the most successful championship seasons of Norwich with Daniel Farke. And of course, no one's going to miss Evo. But... At the end of the day, you missed because the respect that the supporters gave to me in that game. Because I was in, the, in I, I don't know if if it's possible to see in the, in the images or not, but I was behind. I was at the back. I was like, I don't deserve to be in the in the party, you know. I don't deserve to be there because I just played three games, four games, you know. And I was like, I kind of deserved it because I gave everything to to Norwich with my heart, truly with my heart. But at the end of the day, in that season, I didn't give that much to be there, you know, celebrating. Like those are the boys that should be there. You know, mm. Max's, Pookies, those guys should be there and they deserve all the credits. But then all of a sudden, I, all the supporters start calling me and singing and, and doing the evil thing and everything. And uh, it broke my heart because I was like, okay, they still re remember me and they know this is probably my, my last day in the stadium. And yeah, it was, I think it was beautiful, you know, and it was um, a very good farewell, although I still played for the Russell Martin then yes. West Wallen game, yes. which also emotional but that day i was not expecting you know and 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 you guys all the all the supporters that were in the in the stadium they they pushed me you know and was was really really it meant a lot to me you know evo um i don't say this lightly and i wholeheartedly mean this 
that moment away at Aston Villa that you mentioned, you beat me to it. I was going to bring it up at the end of this podcast, but I'll talk about it with you now. I have, I'm a bit of a crier either. I cry, I do cry a lot, but at a football match, I don't cry. But Aston Villa away, when we lifted the title, as you say, that moment that you described um, where, you know, you weren't playing and the players sort of pushed you forwards and, the crowd singing Evo, it's really summed up the spirit of the support yeah. and the team at that time. And to see you in tears, mate, it honestly broke. It, you're saying it broke your heart. It broke our hearts as well. Yeah. And we were just so happy that you had your moment to to lift the trophy for everything that you'd given for, yeah. our, for our football club. So, And to be fair, Chris, I have also to mention that my teammates, they were amazing throughout the season. Because they all some, hugged you, they all hugged you afterwards, Evo. Didn't I they? have to say, I have to say, I had I had teammates, and one of, one of them, uh, I don't think is a secret, was Grant Handley. He told me, I don't know how you, how you made it, how you handle everything that happened to you this season, but you are you are really strong. So, mm. like, you credit to you, but you were really strong. But they all every day, you know, the, on a daily basis in Coney, and because uh, I was not I was not even on the list for the games, mm. you know. But it's food. I said I. I still talk with Daniel Farkin. I text him actually. I, really? I, yeah, I, I talk with. It's who I am. I'm. I'm. I'm not hiding from no one. You know. Yes. And uh, and I said it's football. You know. And life. Life is beautiful. And football is beautiful because of this situation. Yeah. Mike Sarans came on, and now he's a star. And and I hope. And I hope he keeps. He keeps improving and keeps get, getting better because his future is 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 really young still. And he's. It's crazy how how good it is. You know. Yeah, it is. It, I wanted to ask you about that, Evo, Max Aarons. Again, I was going to talk about this later, but we'll talk about it now. You, there must be, I know you, you, you're such a gen, Evo. You've, you've, you've taken that so well. You've said, oh, it's football, it's football. You were so unlucky. I mean, I remember you getting injured. And I think it was the game before Ipswich away. And there was a big conversation about, oh, my God, what are we going to do without Evo Pinto? And then obviously Max Aarons comes along. And we were thinking, who is this young guy? And then obviously since then he just he just played every game. And you must have been like, What what can I do? I can't do yeah. anything. Yeah. He, he's, he's taking his chance. Yeah, but fair play, fair play to him, you know. And I told him this. He, he did amazing. And to be fair, I have a good memory and I know that Max did not make a defensively mistake for like fifteen games in a row. <laughs> Crazy. You no, know? and I was like, Okay, like even when he makes a mistake, this guy he has to play. Yeah. I cannot play here. No, he has to play, and then I was I I love Max. I know he knows this. It's it, it's no secret, and uh, he deserves he's a really good kid, a really good player. And he has, as I said, he has taken his chance and really well. Mm. And to be fair, also the team was was winning every game, so like okay, it's done. You know, <laughs> it was yeah, it was a it was a sad story, but one that you took well for sure, Evo. And. There's a bit of a funny moment, Eva. I want to I want to rewind again. I want to take you back to 2017, though. This time, and um, I remember seeing this in the press at the time, thinking, "What the hell has gone on there? You got injured by getting out of your car. Is this true? And how on earth did that happen, Eva?" Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind it's kind of like 50, 50, 50 uh, true because I had something on my knee, in my knee, in my knee, right. Uh, and then going out of the car, it just popped. It's like a small, a small thing that we have between the the bone and the nerve or something like that. And it just right. popped. And then that is like, it's not like a, a hard injury, but it's really painful. And like, it, 
it prevent you cannot play with that you know it's really painful and i was like okay but i really it was not me it was carolina actually she was on the other side of the car and she heard it pop no it a big one yes because i was like I, i went out of the car and i felt something and she was like what was that <laughs> I was like what that noise because it really popped it was really strong you know and like okay what can i do i'm done now <laughs> i so cannot she- play so she thought you damaged the car. So you're about to get a telling off, but actually it was your leg. I saw the car after. I saw the car. I don't want this car anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unlucky car. Get rid of it. Get go, rid of it. go. Finish. <laughs> I must admit, we, we have had some some strange injury stories over, over the years. I mean, I, I think Anel Hernandez got injured that same season by walking up the stairs or something like that. And then also... And he, fe- he fell off or something. No, I, yeah, I something know. like that. And then that, that, that was just a funny season for injuries. But but, but, but there we go. And um, Eva, you've already spoken about your, your, your teammates and some of them have, have already had a shout out. And as you know, we ask all of our guests before they come on to provide us with their best Norwich City 11. So I've got yours in front of us here. And I wanted to just take some time to, to talk through some of these players. I mean, perhaps we'll spend more time on the lads that you haven't mentioned. So so maybe maybe we'll start the other way around. Let's start from Wesley himself. Wesley Houlihan. What how much of a how much of a joy was he to play with? Oh it's like it's truly for me it's truly like a messy for Norwich. Uh, it was unbelievable. You know it's he's he's that kind of player that he is like he's a magician, you know it's like um, I don't know you you because the supporters only see us in in the games in the match mm. but they don't see us in training you know yeah and although he does everything in the game also but also in training some days we just because in training you you, you can stop you should not stop you can stop sometimes I was, I was like what is this guy doing this guy is amazing <laughs> you know this guy is it's incredible he does things that it's it's out of nowhere you know and yeah it was also such a gentleman and uh such a nice guy, you know, to play with. And um, yeah, to be fair, he's probably for, for me, one of the best players that I played, not only in Norwich, but in my career. That is, that's a, that's a big statement. And, and, and how about Mr. Alexander Tete? Talk to me about him. Tets himself. You're quite close with Tets, aren't you, Ivo? Yeah. Yeah. Tets is my, is my brother, you know, in my last year there, we were always together doing the, <laughs> he's gonna laugh when he sees this. Okay, we're all together doing the the press or therapy upstairs. Okay. We had the, like a little a little floor upstairs where we could do the the press or therapy. Yeah, and we had two two machines, I think. Yeah, maximum three, but I think we're two. And it was just me and Teddy all the time with my coffee. He knows with my cappuccino. He knows this, and we are we, me and Teddy. We are real friends, and um, he's one of the best guys I I've known in football. That. For me, it's also one of the most important things because when football finishes, as a football player, the person that you are, the human that you are, is really important, you know, because the way people will remember you is not just as a football player, you know. And um, that is one of those, one of those top guys that you can count on him. He sees no evil, he's top, top guy. And as a player, of course, I, I don't think I need to talk uh, about Tati as a player, you know, the things he has given to Norwich. The goals he has scored, it's, it's, it's unreal, you know, and uh, his career also, you know, and yeah, he's, uh, he's one of the legends, I think, in the club. Oh, absolutely. He 100% is. Um, you've already spoken about Ras, we've spoken about Max. I'll tell you a, a, an interesting player in there that we don't often talk about, Evo. Martin, <laughs> Martin Olsen. Why have you put Martin Olsen in there? He's amazing. 
he's amazing. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, because I'm a fullback, um, and I, I also think Martin Olsen is not one of those players with extreme quality, you know. But um, when I remember the the way he played, you know, of course he made some mistakes. We all made some mistakes, but he's that player that is there every game, bang, bang, bang. You know, is that player that you count on him? That he goes up, he comes down, he goes up, he comes down, he fights, he wins headers. Is that player that you, you really can count on? Is that player that if you have a a better quality one, but you have a final, you put Martin Olsen. It's kind of I don't know if if you remember Carlo Ancelotti in Real Madrid the first time he was there he had Marcelo and he had Fabio yep. Quentrón and in the hardest games Marcelo never played why Quentrón was there and he knows that Quentrón in that game will fight for every ball for every centimeter for every meter on the pitch and Martin Olsen was like that every game you know and he was it was really like like a, a machine and um, he was so consistent. And he was scoring goals as well. I, I I think when I scored my goal against Burton, he also scored in the in that game. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah, it was a really good player to be fair. There, there's a player in here, Evo, and and um, I haven't told you this. Um, when we do these podcasts, we we reach out to to a few former teammates and we say, let us know your thoughts on the upcoming guest. And you'll be pleased to know that one of the players that you've put in this team has decided to send us a video message. So oh, closer? <laughs> uh, it could be. Let's see who it is. Hey, Ivo. I mean, what can I say, bro? Uh, I definitely miss you. I mean, when I arrived at Norwich, it was great that you came too as well. Um, and we almost looked after each other or out for each other. And it was just great to be on the pitch with you and off the pitch doing stuff together. Uh, by the way, hi to the family. Um, uh, enjoy the podcast. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, just talk and have fun. Uh, you know you're a great person. I admire you um, just for the, the person you are, obviously. Always positive, always with a good mindset. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you soon somewhere. Uh, hopefully in Portugal because the weather is very nice there. Um, until then, take care, good luck, and have fun. Bye-bye. Ivo Pinto. That's of course. <laughs> what do you think of that message? Oh, it's amazing. Oh, Team Close, we were, we were like uh, like family, you know. We came together to Norwich, and uh, it was my... Um, I remember we went to Abu Dhabi as a team trip, and he was my roommate, you know. And it yeah. uh, was not, not by any chance he was my roommate, you know, because we were always together. And we, we had, because when I arrived in Norwich, I, I, I was not a father. No, I was not even married. I married after. And um, Tati was father already. So the one the one play that was more close to go out and have dinner and, and be together, go to cinema and this stuff was uh, was Tim Close. And Tim Close is, uh, is uh, yeah, he's like my, my brother, you know. And uh, I remember when uh, we talked about this against Ipswich at home. We we Daniel Farke already. We were losing one zero, you know. Yeah. And um, I was on the bench, and I was like, I don't want to say the, a bad word, but I was like, we're gonna lose this game against Ipswich. It's, it's not possible, you know. We cannot lose this game, especially in that season that we were so dominant, you know. It's like if there is one season that you cannot lose against Ipswich, is in this one that we are beating every team. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I see Grant Handley, our captain. Uh, 
crossing the ball and 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 team you know scoring with a header and i remember i saw the video and everyone was with team and i just arrived there late and i i grabbed everyone taking everyone out of of team to to hug him you know because i was so happy for him and uh, of course he cannot lose against Ipswich. Uh, that's also, but uh, I was happy for, really happy for him, you know, because that some sometimes also he got, he got some, some. It was a bit criticized, you know, mm-hmm. and that game for him, that goal for him, I think was was amazing. It was uh, he deserved it because he worked really hard. He's a he's a top professional as well, and yeah, I was I was like a goal against Ipswich from my 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 brother is amazing. What was he like as a roommate, Eva? I mean, he, in his video message, it sounds like he was being a bit cheeky. He wanted a holiday to Portugal. What was, what was he like as a roommate? Was he clean? Was he tidy? Was he a, was he a reader? What did he do? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, like, he's a reader. He likes to read. Yeah, he's a, he's a very cult guy, you know. He likes, he likes to, to know about everything. He's like mm. a real smart guy. Yeah. And uh, he loves his Aston Martin, you know. He bought one Aston Martin there. Uh, really? Aston, yeah, Aston Martin. He loves yeah. cars. And uh, no, but he's he's uh, he's so easy to deal with, you know. It's it's probably because of his size, you know. He's so tall, and from Switzerland playing in Germany, you think, oh, maybe yeah. this guy is uh, it's a hard one to take. No, it's one of the easiest guy. You, you cannot not laugh with him, you know. You are always laughing with him. He's so funny and. His wife also amazing. The family is top, top notch, top notch. So, Timmy Closer, he's been in your team and he's sent you a video message. Now, let's quickly look at your team again. Now, yeah. there is someone else that sent a video message for Evo Pinto. And I, I think that you'll smile when you see him on the screen. Let's see who it is. Ivo Pinto, where where uh, should I start? Uh, really nice guy, um, helped me a lot when I arrived in Norwich to, to show me the club, to show me the city. Uh, he was already in the club during one year when I arrived, so he knew he knew he knew it better. Um, he's a nice guy, uh, very good player. The fans used to love him uh, for his runs down the wing uh, so yes uh, I send him a big hug uh, and I hope uh, he have a, a nice rest of the season I'm seeing that uh, he's playing really well in Holland also so wish him good luck and uh, on the ball city <laughs> Your fellow Portuguese, Nelson Oliveira. Portuguese, yeah, the two, the two guys with the best style in the dressing room, you know. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Was he stylish? Was he stylish? Yes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> really, really, it is. What was your relationship like with Nelson Oliveira? No, I, I knew him already, you know, before he came to Norwich. Mm-hmm. We we knew each other from the national team. Right. Um, I think the first time we played together was under 18. I was under 18 and he was under 17, but he went to under 18 uh, squad. Yeah. And I knew, I, I knew him already. And um, yeah, I already liked him a lot, you know, Nelson. Um, as a person and as, as a football player, he's top, top player, you know. And um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice that I could help him, you know, when he arrived, I could help him. And uh, of course, I gave I gave everything I could to, to, to help him a lot. And uh, yeah, as 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 a player, it's easy to put him in a first eleven. You know, um, it's hard to make a first eleven because 
to be fair, Norwich is such a good club, you know, and although it's been bouncing between Premier League and, and, and Championship, and uh, but I think it's so unfair to make a, a first eleven, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's Nelson, Nelson probably in terms of quality, in terms of knowing the game and what he can, he could achieve and he can still achieve, I think is it's hard to not say he's probably the best. In- really? Big statement. And and, and Eva, you, you speak there about um, making the starting 11. So we, you might know this, we had Nelson Oliveira on as our last guest. And yeah. he actually shared the, um, uh, his frustrations around that one particular game, the Fulham away game, which I'll, I'm sure you'll remember. So when you see Nelson Oliveira come on and score against Fulham, and that he takes his top off and he holds it in front of Daniel Farker and he's your Portuguese. What's going through your head at that point? No, I just try, uh, to be fair, you know, I have a clear picture of that. Um, I just try to protect him. Uh, mm. I try to say, no, 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 go, 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 go. You score a goal, finish, you know? Um, because I knew already when he didn't, he did not make the first 11 in that game. Uh, and to be fair, I think I think everyone in the squad thought that he deserved he deserved to start that game, that particular game. Okay. And when I see him and knowing Nelson better than the others, I saw that coming when he scored the goal. You know, and I was like, okay, let let me try to to protect him. Uh, let's try to avoid something. You know, but uh, but I understand. You know, yet again, we are not uh, we are all different. You know, we react differently. For example, I don't think I had any bad reaction throughout one year that I was not playing. You know, no. and that's that's me. You know, that's but we are all different. You know, and um, and Nelson, Nelson, I think the special players are, are they're also special. You know, and Nelson mm. is a top top player. But at the end of the day, I think it was a a good reaction. Uh, I don't want to sound bad saying this, but it was like a reaction that here is my name. He is mm. me showing that I want to play. Passion. And, yeah, and I think at the end of the day, a manager wants a player that really, mm-hmm. of course, not not do that every game, but showing that he wants to play, you know, and yeah. especially when he came on and he had such a big impact in the game and probably five minutes more and he scored two goals and three goals, you know. Yeah. That's how Nelson can be, you know, how good he can be. And, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, he scored, it was like uh, a good goal. Wes, Wes assist, I think. Yes. I think. As always. Yeah, as always, and uh, was good. Was good. Was a good goal. <laughs> and and something you've got, I guess, in common with with Nelson Evo is that Daniel Farker. Then that was it. It Nelson Oliveira w- was never in his team again. Um, and also you you had a similar experience in the sense of it wasn't necessarily disciplinary. Obviously, we've spoken about Max already, but you weren't in the team too. And I think I guess I want to ask you this question: Is what was your relationship like with Daniel Farker? Like, did you have a good one? Or did you have a challenging relationship at times? What 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 can you share about your your relationship with Daniel Farke? No, my my relationship with with with, with Daniel Farke is uh, is good. Good, good. good. Uh, after five weeks I, that I left Norwich, uh, Norwich City started the preseason, and I was probably one of uh, one of the few players that texted him saying, "Good luck, Mr. Uh, good luck, manager. I hope I hope you have a good season." Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't send that to, to to look good, because no one knew that I sent it. 
mm-hmm. and it was already five years ago you know i'm just sharing this with you you are the only one that's well, now not the only one but everyone now everyone now but my relationship was nice i think i think the um, not the season that aaron started to play but the other season when i got injured mm-hmm. and uh harrison reeds played played some games and yes remember and that. then he had one game that he wasn't fair with me but i told him that uh, where i thought i i should have played but as a player you always think you should play you know uh, although me sometimes i think okay no max has to play but in that season particularly in that game because i made a big effort to to be ready for that game and i was asked to make that that effort and then at the end of the of the day i knew that i was not playing and i think it wasn't fair but i told him this and yeah he explained to me and everything was fine and um it's done you know it's it's football and um but my relationship with him is was always 100 uh, respect and even though i was not even not even in the list which sometimes was not understandable you know like a, a guy that gives everything you know mm. and uh, of course some trainings after two, two months not being in the list of the game it's hard some trainings you are not the same you know mm. but it's 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 not easy to be there 100 knowing that you are not even in the list yeah and feeling that it doesn't matter that you score 10 goals in in one training you will not be in the list doesn't matter if you have five injured players you will not be in the list i never understand why mm. i never understand why i didn't ask him why but uh, i always respected him him and his uh, his coaching staff as well i i don't think they can say a bad word about me and um, and to be fair i don't have a bad word about them as well it's it's about choices if in the future i don't want to be today but if in the future i decide to be manager i don't know maybe i'll be also unfair to one or two players or three players we never know so i don't like to point fingers it's as i said football is so beautiful because of these situations when you are in the wrong side of course it's harder but yeah it is what it is you know ever the professional evo um you've you've shared some information there we're so grateful for that um the other thing i want to ask you evo a bit of a random one when you left Norwich City, or sorry, no, before you left Norwich City, actually, I think, there was a rumour uh, going around social media that the team in blue and white down the road wanted pitch war yellow army at Portaloo Road. Don't tell me you were going to join Ipswich, were you? Uh, imagine that. <laughs> imagine you? imagine I would ever use blue on the other side. No, it's, that is impossible. No, like, uh, it, it's... It's just impossible. No, I will never play for it. You know, uh, the love, the, the love I have for Norwich. You know, not just as a club, but the supporters, mm-hmm. the the road I had with with you guys and with the club and everyone involved the club, and um, and all the history. You know, all the all the derbies that we played, and we beat them. And I never lost against Ipswich as well. So I can say that. You know, uh, respect to 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 the club because okay, it's. We, we we have to show respect but to play there right after in especially when i was in norwich talking about mm. it which was like where this came from you know but I, I there was, was never an offer they, they never they never made an offer you never spoke to them that, that, that there was i know that i know of nothing came to me i just knew through twitter i think because twitter is a strong thing in the in the uk and was i don't know if it was even teddy or something or for i don't know some teammate told me Ipswich, I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> what? What's, what's happening you know and uh, 
Uh, I know I know that one club that approached approached and they this I can say was West Brom in my last season. You know when I I was not playing, but then I played against West Brom as a left back for Norwich. You know and. After that, the market was closed, and then everything will what was gone. But about Ipswich, I never heard anything. Yeah, um, and it doesn't matter. So, no, oh, of course, of course not. I'm pleased that we got rid got rid of that rumor as well. Um, another we spoke we spoke about Aston Villa and Evo, but another emotional moment for me personally. I was very privileged to be pitch side that day for the for the Russ the Russ the Russ the Russ and Wes testimonial, um, and I remember you coming on that day and. Getting an extra round of applause, and the fan, the fans had one more opportunity to to serenade you, to you know, sing Evo, Evo, Evo. And again, I could see in your eyes that you were really. Oh, no, I cried! I cried! I cried! You were struggling that day. I weren't cried. You? Even my wife, my wife was down the 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 tunnel, yeah, access tunnel to to the beach, and she was also crying because you know, Norwich was like tr- like truly a home, mm. really, really like. It felt so good there, you know. And um, also, I have to say, the, the sports uh, the director, uh, Stuart, um, he made it happen. He actually brought he he brought this to the club where small achievement achievements for players are big achievements. You know, like fifty game for the club. Let's get a shirt. Let's get a, a legend to give him the shirt. 100 games 150 games yeah. some player that has that has a, a, a connection with um, a good connection with, with the club let's give him a proper farewell or let's talk yeah. with him <laughs> and um, he brought this to, to the club and I think he's also it, it's also important because of course you have you have like football is a bit unfair to to the players sometimes mm-hmm. because some players they they never quite make it in in a club or a team, and then after one season they go to another team and they are amazing. You know, we have so many examples. Like I don't know, Harry Kane probably in Norwich was not the best player he yeah, ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one example, you know. And um, and some players, people, the supporters forget. Some players they don't even have a proper chance, and they they leave the club and no one cares about them. No one mm. is like they don't respect that that same player. Is training every day with the others, and some of these players that never played, some of them, I'm not saying everyone, okay, but some of them, they are true professionals and they train 100%. That was my case, for example, in the last season. The supporters already knew this because in the last, in the two and a half years before, I was giving everything. But sometimes a player comes into the club as a new player and he doesn't play, and people don't know. Maybe he's a top, top-notch guy. He's working hard. He's giving 100%. Maybe he has one chance. To play 20, 20 minutes is not good and people kill him that's why he doesn't play that's why he's this let him go and uh, this type, type of, of things that Stuart brought to the club I think they, they were uh, they were important I, I, I remember when I left there there was made a wall in, in Coney now is a yeah what's yeah. the name now they, they changed the Coney training notice center. training center yeah yeah, yeah. yes and uh, there was made a wall with the names that's all involved in the club. And I think it's small things, you know, it's small things that um, if I go there and I see I want to go to, to, to Norwich, I, I don't think it's I, it's not a secret that we talked before this and I told you I want to go there. And if, if I go there, I want to be with you also in, in person. I think it will, it will be really good, like it will be funny as well. 
and I want to go to to, to Kerr Road. And I'm sure, although I was not the best player in the world, I know that I gave absolute everything of me, and I know that I'll be received well in Kerr Road and in Norwich City. You never heard nothing bad of me in the city. I'm like I'm. I think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a good person, you know, and uh, and I know that when I go to Coney and I see my name in the wall, it means something, you know. Mm, Although yeah. people don't realize it means something. It means I was here, you know, and that is important. Something else that, that means something to you, Evo, is the colors yellow and green. Yeah, you, you see? You, well, because, well, because, of course, you're now at Fortuna Sittard and the yellow and green. Here we go. <laughs> Hello. What, what's, what's the name, Evo? What's the name? It's Frederico. Patricia, lovely to meet you. <laughs> the yellow and green. So, uh, so Evo, amazing. How was your new? How was your new club? How are you getting on over there? Ah, it was it was a tough first season. To be fair, last season yeah. it was really really hard. Um, uh, where can I start? Uh, I wasn't I was not playing the, in the beginning, uh, but then I got I got through it and I started playing again. And uh, yeah, I was at the end of of the season. I was one of the most important players in the in the team. And in the last seven games, that was when I started playing. We won four and we drew two, and that saved us from relegation. And in between, my father also died, and I was there in fighting and everything. So it was crazy season. The first one was, but at the end of the day, we was amazing. You know, we gave everything. And now this season, yeah, I'm settled. I'm first eleven player. Uh, second captain, last game I was captain. Uh, so yeah, I got through it. I I I won my my place. I'm happy again. Family is happy. The country is also really nice, similar to England. Of course, in terms of football, England is England is different. But yeah. uh, we are really happy. We we call it home as well. But uh, yeah, everyone knows that Norwich is Norwich, and uh, I hope I can I can go I go back to to Carroll, watch a game with the family with everyone because everyone will be happy with it. Evo, um, we will welcome you back with open arms. The Norwich City fans respect you. We appreciate all of the work and effort that you put in for this football club. Evo, you're obviously speaking to thousands of Norwich fans now all over the world, listening and, and watching. What's your message to them? If you could say one thing to the Norwich fans now, the dance floor is yours. What do you say? No, I think if, if you allow me, I think to start with, I think we have still a long season ahead. It doesn't look so, but I think we still have chances to go to Premier League again. And I'll be cheering, cheering up if, if that happens again. So the first message is never, never give up. You know, stay, stick with, with, with the team. It has been a crazy season so far, but I think with a new manager, manager, of course, the things are, are getting better, although we lost the last game, but also Sunderland at home. You need Alex Tetti to win that game, and you need Alex <laughs> Tetti. So, but yeah, I think if I can, I'll be really proud that the Pitch Warrior Army continues. You know that that is not hashtag from Evo, it's hashtag from the club, from the the supporters, from the team. You know, and um, also on the ball, City, and then we go forward, and we kick the ball front, and we go and we score the goals that we need to. Evo, that is all the time. That's all the all of the time that we, we we've had today, and I really really appreciate everything that, that you've that you've said that you've done. I appreciate your time, and thank you so much to everyone watching and, and listening to this all over the world. If you've enjoyed this special podcast with Pitchwall Yellow Army, Evo, <laughs> the Portuguese himself, give it a like on on YouTube, uh, a five star review on Spotify, on iTunes, etc. And if you've got any questions. 
at Talk Norwich City. If you've enjoyed the podcast, share it everywhere and let us know. Who do you want to be the next? Who do you want the next guest to be? Let us know on social media at Talk Norwich City. Evo Pinto, there's only one thing left to say. What is that? On the ball, City. <laughs> Come on. Thank you.